Hey everyone, it's Kyle, kind of uh, pulling back a little bit of separate recording intro for uh, catching up from the last couple of weeks we've been kind of dead in the water. First though, I want to thank everybody for listening up to this point. We've had an amazing following based on the very little announcement and work we've done to promote the podcast. And we also want to apologize for having a few weeks of uh, no posts and we don't really have anything established to let anybody know that we're experiencing delays, but um, we should be setting up back on track now. It's uh, it's pretty difficult to organize a podcast with so many people that, uh, yeah, I mean, things can fall apart pretty quickly, but we're new to the whole podcasting game and the regular upload game, so we're going to... We've built up a little backlog now that should... Uh, help protect us a bit from any uh, future issues that uh, might affect uploads uh, schedules. So just want to thank everybody again. Um, a little bit of preamble on this next episode coming up. Um, I was a little sick at the time, so I've got a, a lovely audio quality to my voice. And then near the end, uh, Ozzy, Zach, is uh, our, our dwarf. He had a little bit of technical difficulties and... <laughs> Uh, we were lucky to salvage the recording, but uh, it, it ends on a cliffhanger because that's where the night of recording ended with some technical issues. But um, it's a little bit shorter of an episode and a little kind of interim between the two next legs of the journey that the Dragon Knockers are going to be experiencing. So what I plan on doing is kind of filling out some of the episode airtime with just a little bit of our plans for the podcast, a little... Uh, uh, bit of where it came from and what we're doing if you aren't interested in any of that little bit of admin stuff i will do my best to remember to insert the actual start of the episode here five minutes and 45 seconds and you can skip to that and go ahead and start there but um no it was dustin or toby's idea to originally record some of our D D sessions and record them as podcasts and put them out for the world to hear, which I thought was, you know, I, I had no experience with any of the media presentations of any D&D, so I was a little hesitant about it, but after listening to some of the different programs out there, I thought, you know, wow, we could do this, it could be fun even, and any any chance to hang out with your buds and play a little bit of games is uh, always a good one to take, even if it ends up being more work than uh, you thought it would be. But, um, I kind of wanted to distinguish, I've got a, a, I believe, fairly common problem with gamers where you just buy one book and then buy another and then look into another system and see that and it sounds cool and before you know you've got 16 or 17 different systems sitting on your bookshelf that you've, uh, read about and they seem cool but you've never really dove into them. So I figured it'd be a cool little chance for exploration through a podcast of learning these different systems and playing them through with my friends. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. My plan is to kind of introduce other systems, maybe rotate our stock of players and DMs amongst my friend group that's interested in recording this and uh, giving it a shot. I've got plans for a cyberpunk campaign 
and do I had made another one now that escapes me but we also have I have got a couple people who are expressing some interest in maybe either joining in for some one shots and DMing a one shot separate from me so you get a chance to hear other people DM and their play styles and then see how I play as a character maybe sometime but who knows um a uh, huge world of potential here, and I want to keep this podcast going. And it's not always going to be D&D, maybe. We'll see how uh, people, players and listeners both, uh, like the other systems. As far as our current campaign is concerned, the um, my interpretation of Dragon of Ice Spire Peaks, which if anyone's following along at home in their books, you might notice I've already kind of <laughs> gone off the rails a bit. Uh, we're about... I would say between a third and a quarter of the way done. So, depending on how much I add in there, we probably expect three or two more chunks of uh, or five episodes. I believe we have recorded now. So, the the other systems are still far off in the future, but we'll uh, look forward to seeing you there. All right, thanks everybody. Happens. I know we were heading back to the, uh, to, to the to the compound, the the city, <laughs> the city. Yeah, we were heading back to the city to uh, let them know about our what we found out about the gnomes, and then making sure that that one wonderful lady got there that I can't remember her name that took my horse. Debra Gwynn, and it's a yes, Debra Gwynn. <laughs> <laughs> and you you had arrived back at town. To much to much rejoice, right? Oh yes, that's true. Yeah, because what <laughs> happened there? Um, Toby's horse. God damn it! Toby's pony was there. Yeah. And stitched up, and in good health. I'm so sad that Gear is dead. I have notes for Gear. Right. Fuck gear. His name was the leaf jumper. The log mover. <laughs> the log mover. He was a good horse. Dog. Oh, he was a pony. Uh, so category. I mean, he, he, was, was, he was an okay pony. He was a bad horse and an okay pony. I feel like seeing as Pierce doesn't know what a horse is. Uh yeah, I guess, yeah, pony. All right, so you are returning. You have returned, rather, to Fandolin. And you see all the stuff I discussed the last time you were here. Um, It looks pretty much similar. And as you walk into the Dragon Knocker headquarters building, um, you actually don't see any sign of Corso. And there seems to be um, a good deal of stuff missing from like the main room, the just like the big foyer meeting room. Of is my, is my bed still in there? Oh no, your bed's definitely been moved <clears throat> since you pushed it out of your uh, abode. Yeah. But got it. But uh, yeah, as you check your rooms, you see that nothing's been disturbed or anything. 
but uh seems like the main bit of the building is being cleared out what y'all gonna do about that uh uh hello uh do we still get credit for the class ozzy and i do we still get credit need to graduate that was um that's your college never winter this is more like a you're on like an internship deal like you got to get these guys to you got to get courser to sign off on your hour sheet to suggest that you've you know done your time so yeah yeah that's him kind of looking for that him or yeah no i think you've run it by course so this is like volunteer service for a school project oh, yeah um i don't know somebody else um hey course are you here i yelled that fairly loud how loud hey course are you here <laughs> That oh, loud. Wow. That's pretty loud. Um, and <laughs> there is no response. Well, doesn't look like he's here. Battery is ignoring you. Maybe he's out uh, looking for more recruits. I roll investigation. Where did we find him last time? Roll investigation, I guess. 13, baby. Okay. Describe to me your actions in investigating and what you hope to find in your investigations. Uh, Toby walks in. He's kind of... <laughs> Do I smell anything? Um, no. Okay. Uh, start... I mean, like, does... I guess I'm trying to notice if this place has been, like, like, have we been, like, uh, have we been had? Like, somebody's, like, ha-ha, idiots, and, like, up and left? Oh. Like, it, does it look like the stuff was removed or, like, by, not by force, but. Yeah, there's no signs of a struggle or anything. And... Was it, like, an eviction? Is there a notice or anything anywhere? A note? <clears throat> I mean, kind of going off that there's your stuff still in your rooms, probably not. But uh, there isn't a note or anything. All right. Um, well, uh, I guess we. I'm going to the pub. This the. Let's go grab a drink. He's not here. Right here. Maybe we. Maybe go. we can ask, ask around for him. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. I can go looking around the town if you'd like. Yeah. When you come back, we'll have a nice mug of oil for you. Oil. <laughs> oil. Oil. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to aimlessly walk through the streets yelling Corso's name. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Look at him go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And then what are the other two doing while this is happening? Going to the pub. Yeah, have a, have a pint or two. Do we have right. some at all? Yeah, um, so uh, <clears throat> Pierce uh, yells out for Corso probably twice before someone walks up to him so much that like Toby and Ozzy, you aren't even very far from the building you were in before you see that Pierce has, you know, made contact with somebody. 
and oh yes, uh, Pierce has struck there. gold. Somebody has approached you after you've yelled Corso's name twice and says, oh, if you're looking for Corso, he's up on the manor on the hill. Oh, perfect. I will uh, I will go find him then. And uh... Toby and Ozzy are probably 80 feet behind you. Yeah, I am still just going to. God, was I going to bring? I'm trying to think. Was I say I was going to bring? I would go find him. And then I said I would go find him. So I'm going to go find him. I'm taking everything literally. So I'm going to go find him first. So I'm heading up to the manor. I can see the manor, right? Or like, I'm guessing he like pointed towards it. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's on a hilltop overlooking pretty much all of Fandolin. Perfect. So, yeah, it's pretty clear. And in fact, um, you have to walk the direction of Toby and Ozzy and a fair distance <laughs> along the same path as them and then past the tavern to get okay. to it. So you basically shadow them, see them walk into the uh, Stonehill Inn, which is uh, also the tavern here. And Perfect. I just keep walking to the manor. All right. Well, what are you other folks doing with the whole manor thing? I'm not, I'm sorry. The inn thing. Uh, I walk in uh, Corso, Corso, nope, okay, not here. I'm just gonna sit and have a drink until we hear something. You met the uh, I'm gonna go to the barkeep because we've talked before. Yeah, you, you met the guy at the barkeep before, yeah, <clears throat> and I sure as fuck. Toblin, haha, <laughs> yep, Toblin, oh, Toblin, Toblin, yep. Hey, I said, hey, Toblin, uh, oh, wait, sorry, this is <laughs> go ahead, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Toblin. Well, one, I'll always take a pint when I'm around you, but yeah, he gets, as always, he gets a couple ready for you. Nice. And as always, this fucking Corso guy, real hard to find. Have you seen him? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, about a day after you ro- rolled in, uh, another duo came and joined this little dragon defense force and pumped some blood into the kid. Yeah, he was... Uh, head over heels about the support he got from them and they uh went off and cleared out the matter atop the hill full of bandits and are off doing their own little tasks for him now but oh man that sounds like fun decided to move the uh headquarters of the dragon defense force to the manor after the mayor told him he could uh clear out the bones and reuse it so he's probably up there uh cleaning house a little bit of a glow up from the little shack he was in with you guys earlier well that is great information whatever the whatever the cost of uh this pine is i'm just gonna give him a little bit more and make him know that i like kind of like i hand him the money for it kind of give him a wink and just kind of like thank you for that information all right it was one silver piece how much are you giving him two silver pieces all right, he gives you a little nod and taps the side yeah. of his nose. Yeah, uh, flick a coin to his monkey Otto. Oh Christ! I'm sure I wrote that down too. What what kind of coin? A silver coin. All right, he looks at it, 
and he, he hats it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I can get you, Elf? <laughs> uh, we've met before. Uh, Toby? That's kind of rude. That's Toblin. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I grab the pint. I just slam it, put it on the ground, give him another nod. And <laughs> put it on the ground? Sorry. I'm leaving it. Have your monkey clean up the mess. <laughs> and then put it on the, the silver weights for it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking tipping your monkey ahead of time. Uh, clean up our shit. I know I'm a messy motherfucker. Are there are there nuts on the bar? Yeah, the monkeys. What did you say? Are there nuts on the bar? Are With there a bowl m- of nuts? Oh god, I was so confused. Uh no, there isn't really like no no snacks or anything. What's no, on the what's on the bar? There's a monkey. <laughs> it's got <laughs> the monkey's just gonna go nuts for those nuts if you let him. Um, it's pretty much standard. There's uh, a couple menus and no coasters. I mean, there's nothing really on the. I bar. take a menu okay. on, on the way out. All right. Uh, so you're on your way out then. Yeah. Okay. All righty, Pierce. Yes. You arrive at this rundown manor at the top of the hill. It's uh it looks real bad. Real bad. Is uh no no one's outside. Uh no one's outside, but you can kind of hear some yelling from from the front door. And there are like chunks of wall missing and windows missing. So it's huh. uh it's not exactly an impervious defense. So I, I will just go up to the front door, open it, and uh, yell, Cor- Corso, are you, are you here? <clears throat> he is, in fact. And there are probably three or four other people with him helping to move around some heavier objects and clearing out some rubble and storing up some, some wood to kind of probably shore up the walls and windows that are missing. And Corso uh, walks up to you and he says, oh, Pierce, my lad, I'm glad to see you. It's a, it's good to see you, the, the dragon knocker return. It's, yes. Oh, yes you we didn't, you we didn't. all made it back. Oh, good. I was really, I was starting to worry there that maybe it was only you that came back. Oh, yeah. No, no. Ozzy, Ozzy and Toby are at the bar. Oh, I'm celebrating their success, I hope. I know we got to Adabra here. We've agreed to uh, move into one of the more secluded rooms in the manor and uh, brew us up some potions as well as she can. As long as we get her the reagents and stuff she needs for them. She uh, found a little pony on the way up that I thought kind of looked like Toby's that we uh, stitched up for him. Oh, well, that yeah, I think I think it was. I believe uh, I believe he did say it was. Uh, I can't remember the pony's name. Dart the dirt. What was in the pony's name? Dirt would have been a good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just as good. Donk, donk, donk. Yeah, yeah. Dirt actually donk. means something, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> donk. Ugh. So, um, well, 
no, I found it. Should I should I go get them or uh, or, or or what what is what is our next uh, assignment? That'd be great. I mean, I'd, if you want to get them, I only have to tell you once. Oh, uh, oh okay. And I'll just <laughs> immediately turn back around and go to the bar. All right. As you turn around, you see them at the foot of the hill. All I'm saying, I'm looking at I'm looking at this menu. Everything's looking pretty good, but what do you think's in the monkey bread? Those are questions you just don't ask. Hmm. Was it the same same monkey on the bar, or was it a different one? It's a monkey made by the or bread made by the monkey. I mean, I'm just impressed if the monkey can make bread. Uh, uh to- Toby, Ozzy, Ozzy, uh, but to- Cor- uh Corbin. Is- hey, whoa, whoa, easy, slow Corso. down, big fella. Sorry. I don't know why I said Corbin. Corso is uh, uh is up here at the manor. I was uh, just about to come get you guys. He's standing yeah, right yeah. Now. We know. We know oh. he's up there. Well, then why did why did you have me go look for him if you knew? We were looking I'm, for you to tell you. Oh. Well, I was I was with Corso. Hey, it doesn't matter. We're all together now. Okay. Well, we ha- he has our next assignment, so uh let's let's go. And presumably you do. Uh, Yeah, Corso brings you all into this manor at the top of the hill and kind of brings you into a dilapidated dining room that has a table and some chairs to sit in. He looks pretty visibly excited and offers you all some hot beverages if you want. Toby's looking around and he's like... Boy, uh, real upgrade. Well, it's kind of a trash heap, but it's at least four times as big, and there's a basement to match. Hmm. And it really helped us persuade, uh, or helped me persuade Adabra. It's a little bit further away from the rest of the city folk, and that's what she wants. So that worked out in our favor to keep our apothecary. How did, uh, how did the magical item search go with the gnomes hmm well you weren't able to get any other magic items yeah they were pretty uh they asked us to leave yeah what he said they asked us to leave but we did make a friend though that we uh might uh come across again he had quite the gadgets on him she had quite the gadgets on her well, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, one's better than none. Am I right, though? I, I suppose so. Yeah. So our our missive was to uh, get as many magical items as we could, and I think we'll be fine. We saw the dragon on the way to Nomingard, and it, you know, is big, but I, I, yeah, well, I, yeah, we'll be fine without the gnomes. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, the missive was to, to be paid out per magic item when we returned from the gnomes. So. I don't think we'll be getting any help from the city there, but mm. with uh, Adabra's return, we got fifty gold pieces from the uh, from the townmaster. So, kind of hard to divide three ways, but uh, so so. So there's you go. He hands you over a pouch full of fifty gold pieces. Dragon knocker crew. Ooh. Ooh. So. Uh... I'll take ten. It's fine. You guys can have the. You guys can split the rest. Going to argue with that. <laughs> but having said that, I don't know if you've heard. We've got a B team now. 
the A team of the Dragon Knockers, and now we've got uh, the B team, the Hammer and Anvil team. Hammer and Anvil. Yes, it's a nice, uh, a, a nice pair there. There's a, a turtle and a heron gun came by, seeing if they could offer any help. Working with a dwarf and a human who happens to be in the Lord's Alliance, which we've happened to secure a working relationship with, which is where you see these fine men are on loan from the Lord's Alliance. They're going to help make sure that we've got a nice place to stay and a good launch pad to fight this dragon. So it's what a real, it's Lord's a real boon. Hmm. What is the Lord's Alliance? The Lord's Alliance is a, a coalition of powerful people from the major cities uh, along the Sword Coast and uh, in Faerun. Powerful how? Powerful magic, powerful money. Because uh, yes. to my eyes, two different things. Yes. Well, it's pretty much the who's who of anyone in power. I don't like them. Well... Like them or not, and maybe you should hold your judgment for the next few statements I've got. They're really giving us a shot in the arm about uh, staying on our feet and being a presentable force against these dragons. Well, this dragon, I should say. I'm getting a little ahead of myself with the ambitions for a worldwide business. You can definitely see he's a little uh, starry-eyed and looking off into the future, and it's going better than he had planned it to. Um, I look over at Ozzy and I like do like the the circles next to my head like cuckoo like he's crazy. Anyway, the, our Dragon and Anvil team has secured an old behind his back. I wanted to make sure he didn't see it. Uh, an old, um, yeah, I'm not gonna make you roll stealth. He's not paying attention to you. Uh, our Hammer and Anvil team has secured an old castle in the woods to the north that we've set up a, a secret convoy route between Neverwinter and Phandalin, which has offered us a great greater access to items such that uh, with the Lord's Alliance help, y'all will be able to request some magic items and within a certain bound, we'll be able to get you some assistance so what I had planned to do here as Kyle and no longer Corso, I know very, very difficult to distinguish between um, <laughs> is to kind of give you all a chance to potentially purchase some magical items that depending on how the B team rolls will get to you throughout the course of this adventure. I'm going to give y'all like 250 gold to um, order a magical item or, you know, other whatever supplies you want. And it will, ha it will have been delivered to you probably by the next time you go get back to Fandolin, unless you like leave for a day and come back. OM Goo Goo. I also forgot because we we're so just burning through these adventures in this adventure or this beginner's quest booklet. You've leveled up again. Oh, fart. We're oh, level three? Level three. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. It's a big one to spring on you. Yeah, that's good shit. Three is when all the fun stuff happens. Here's where the <laughs> fun begins. I'm thinking about a boomerang. 
It only comes back if you miss. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure you knew. <laughs> like the storm boomerang. What's that? That sounds awesome. Oh, um, it has a pretty crazy effect. On a hit, the boomerang deals 1d4 bludgeoning damage and 3d4 thunder damage. And the target must succeed a DC 10 constitution saving throw or be stunned until the end of its next turn. On a miss, it returns. Once the thunder damage, once the boomerang deals thunder damage to a target, the weapon loses its ability to deal thunder damage and its ability to stun a target. They return after the boomerang spends at least one hour inside an elemental air node. Okay, well, that sounds like it's a... Pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I haven't planned any air nodes. Shit. <laughs> Doesn't mean that I won't when, you know, you buy a fucking item that needs them. I'll just have to look it up a little bit. I think I'm just going to get a bag of holding for us. Oh, that's a good idea. Whoa, boots of elven kind. Those are pretty dope and good for a rogue. Oh, this is, I think, what I need. Just because I'm very rogue, or not rogue, but um, druid, druid esque, tan bag of tricks. Ah, uh, have you heard of it? I've heard of the bag of tricks. There's different varieties. Yeah, so essentially, I throw an object. It says a <laughs> you pull a fuzzy object from the bag, throw it up to twenty feet, uh, roll a d8, and there's eight different animals that I can. Uh, turn into and whatever animal it is is friendly to me and there's some yeah, there's some pretty cool like tiger giant weasel black bear axe beak so when they say boom. friendly are you in control of them or is it just friendly to you the creature is friendly to you and your companions but it acts on your turn you can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn or gives it a general order such as attack your enemy. How long does the animal stay there? Is it like literally just now an animal that you've brought into the world? Your creature vanishes at the next draw or when it's reduced to zero hit points. Okay, so it's magically conjured by the bag. Yeah, and it's... That's pretty cool. Yeah, that would be badass. And I can only use it three times a day. You can pull... Oh, no. Once. But yeah, once three. Yep. Three times a day, and then it resets at our next dawn. Does it really? Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, if you want to... If you think that's too overpowered, (laughs) I can do, like, less... I mean, that's part of also why I'm putting these items on order for you, so I can twist and screw them if I need to. Okay. I think I want the uh, the efficient quiver. Efficient quiver. Yep. Let me. I'll read it. Each yeah, of the quivers three, oh, three. Each of the quivers three compartments connects to an extra dimensional space that allows the quiver to hold numerous items while never wearing weighing more than two pounds. The shortest compartment can hold up to 60 arrows, bolts, or similar objects. The mid-sized compartment holds up to 18 javelins or similar objects. The longest compartment holds up to six long objects, such as bows, quarterstaffs, or spears. You can draw any item the quiver contains as if doing so from a regular quiver or scabbard. Okay. It's good for, you know, stashing shit. Like a teeth might do. <laughs> sure. Like your, like your teeth? I'm a dirty teeth. <laughs> 
I just got that. I literally just got what you said. You said I'm thief. A, I'm a dirty thief. I'm like, yeah. thief. I'm like <laughs> a thief. A tiefling? Are you, are you being super racist right now? <laughs> right. Um, cool. So Corso writes all that jazz down. And he yeah, says so he'll put an order in for it. And I want Toby asks for this as if he was asked or like uh Mr. Krabs and Squidward sent SpongeBob on the fucking wild goose chase in the first episode for that crazy spatula. Like I'm totally not expecting them him to find what I'm asking for. Okay. All right, yeah. So we'll see what uh see what our connections can do for us in the big city. Uh anyway. You can see he kind of gestures around the manor that uh, we're going to be needing quite a bit of uh, remodeling. And the same goes for the castle that we've got up in the woods now with the other team. And to that effect, uh, we've got some dwarven friends from uh, the B team's efforts who, who are out on an excavation mission, kind of scouting out old dwarven ruins with the intention of bringing in some of their own people to uh, repopulate the area. I'm thinking the, the first off the town master wants uh, someone to go out and warn them of the dragon in the area, which is to be a perfect, uh, perfect job for the old dragon knockers. I was thinking, and then also maybe we could extend a, a hand of friendship, courtesy and friendship out to these dwarves and get their uh, clan moved in cozy and seeing if they want to help rebuild some manors and, castles and whatnot i think we can handle that well i'm sure they don't want to help i hope so would that be up something you're up to dragon knockers of course absolutely yeah i'm feeling pretty confident after the gnome visit so yeah let's do this we'll try not to go in their king's bed um yeah corso kind of you know, listens to the words you're saying, but is clearly pretty jazzed on the major glow up he's gotten. And then uh, says, right, well, what's done's done. Uh, oh, I almost forgot. If you if you want to move up into the manor, you can, you're welcome to a bedroom or, you know, one for each of you. Or you can stay back down in the, our old shack. That's still part of the Dragon Knocker's property, as it were, in Fandolin. So uh, it's up to you if you want to operate out of that satellite site or if you want to come up to the manor with us i'm kind of digging the little house guys yeah we already have uh set up shop there we can keep track of uh that one while you get this one rebuilt i think that's probably pretty good huh that works for me <clears throat> all right great job everybody you successfully navigated a friendly social interaction and you gained yourself a little shack for it <laughs> Uh, is there anything you want to do? Anything else you want to do in Fandolin? Nothing that I need to do. Uh, is there a blacksmith? Um, there's the Lion Shield Coster. Oh, yeah, let's go talk to him real quick. Well, that's the name of a facility, or it's the name of a building, you know? Yeah. Because hanging above the front door of this modest trading post is a sign shaped like a wooden shield with a blue lion painted on it. And it is actually um, the lion shields are a mercenary or uh, sorry, a merchant company from a city far, far away. And this is just a, the lion shield coster is just an outpost of theirs over in Fandolin. Hello. What Hello. can I do you for? Yeah. 
there's a um human woman pretty uh pretty young stand behind the counter there and you can see there's racks of armors and weapons laid out and a bunch of old spears and a barrel and all that jazz uh i was wondering if we could put a uh custom order in hmm hmm maybe uh i suppose i could speak with the smithy in town and see if you can tweak i mean i wouldn't expect too much but if you want to start with a base of one of these standard issue weapons and then oh no 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 i don't need a weapon okay well then i guess you can pick one of these custom or these standard issued armor pieces and take it to the smithy i i don't need armor either okay well we're we're mostly armor and weapons but what what you need do you think you could make a door knocker if I if I does if I lay out some designs, I've got some ideas floating around here. Uh, do you think uh, you guys can put in an order for a door knocker? Yeah, I'm sure I can work with this baby in town to make a door knocker. Well, it sounds a little more excited about the uh, business I'm trying to bring you, but that's fine. Yeah, if you could talk with him, that'd be great. I'll get you some ideas. I wink and I leave. You'll get her some ideas, then you wink, and then you leave? For my knocker, yeah. I have to go draw draw the knocker up. I just wanted to see if they would do it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, you know what? It's a little bit my fault, because when you said a smithy, I assumed you wanted a fantasy thing. So I took you to, you know, the person who sells weapons and not the actual smithy being the person who does it. So she's a little, you know, unsure because she's a representative for an armor and weapons dealer but, you know, has to have a working relationship with the actual Smith, which is why she was how she was. But, okay, so she, so don't start it until you bring the plans to her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, another successful encounter. Down the hatch. What's up next? I, I don't have anything. Zach? I feel like everybody's pretty unenthused with my door knocker idea. I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> Right. Uh-oh. We're the dragon knockers. We have our own house. We're getting a badass knocker, god damn it. Is is it gonna have a dragon on it? Maybe. I don't know yet. I would I would hope it would. We are the dragon knockers. He doesn't have designs for it. He just said he does. <laughs> so I have ideas floating around. But no, I don't think there's really anything I want in town yet. All right. Um Corso had marked in the hills where your um destination or this dwarven uh excavation operation is happening and it is pretty well south probably about a day's ride south of fandolin into the sword mountains uh, how are you going to go about this it's the, it doesn't follow any path or anything it just is goes through the plains and the hills near the foot of the mountain but um, it, oh. it looks like it should be a pretty clear route. You say day's ride. I don't have a pony anymore. Yeah, I mean, the ponies weren't really a ride. It's pretty much, I mean, a you march. You couldn't fit on them anyway. That's true. You were too big. I like to think I fit on them. <laughs> it's Poor just him, him walking with the, the pony between his legs, like his feet are touching, but he thinks he's riding it. Is anybody else having fun? <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> trying to make jokes and nothing's landing. Am I that? Am I? Is it that bad tonight? No, My good. material. Yeah. I'll dust no, it off. Good. <laughs> good. 
So how are you getting there? Are you gonna take I, I, your two we're bushwhacking, baby? Ponies? Well, it's planes. There probably we're, won't be we're much bushwhacking, won't, baby. Won't be much bushwhacking unless you go pretty <laughs> far out of your way. Uh, Pierce, can I just? I want to. Can I ride your shoulders? <laughs> uh, but I, I guess I don't see why not. Yeah, if I get up there, I can see real far. You know, sure. See, the enemy's coming. Uh huh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I like this idea. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I try in that and... case, I am taking my pony. <laughs> <laughs> I try and climb him. All right. Um, I mean, I'm not going to make it a roll or anything. You're working together and you, you know, have the building. Yeah, nearby lift me up and, can... and just put me up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what I do. All right. He's riding me. Okay. <laughs> this will be great. Great, 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 great. And Ozzy grabs his horse. I'm pony. sorry, his pony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna let a uh, donk heal it out a little bit longer. Sounds good. Probably a little skittish still. And what's the marching order for this journey? Um, why don't we just be? I'm since <laughs> since since uh, uh Toby's on me. I imagine we're just side by side, aren't we? Either side by side or like uh, pony in front. Just because we can see over him and stuff. I don't want to be like walking in front of him where he can't see. The short joke. But yeah, I'd be in front. Okay. <laughs> We're two people tall. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, like like one and a half because you're like sitting on my shoulders, I imagine. That's true. That's true. So like I'm like giving you I yeah, are you sitting on my shoulders or am I giving you a piggyback ride? No, I'm mm-hmm. sitting on your shoulders. Okay. All right. Um so, Pierce and Ozzy, what's your passive perceptions? It is uh, eight. Zach, pretty good. Looking, looking, looking. Fifteen. Oh wow, that's pretty good. And I'm gonna have you roll perception, Toby, since you're you know up there on the shoulders of a dragon horn. I mean of a war forged. Fourteen. What's your passive? Uh, eleven. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. As you're kind of. What's the opposite of cresting? Uh, like in the middle of the bottom of two hills. It's so less poetic. Descending? Ascending. I mean, no. No, in the middle. When you when you've reached the lull between two hills. Oh. You're in the crack of two hills. Yeah, that's I think that's it. I think scientists agree that it's the crack of two hills. You're in the, the flop sweat zone of the hills. Yeah. When um both Ozzy and Toby kind of hear some rustling, or I guess not hear some rustling. You kind of see some some splotchy figures moving up uh, on the hill in front of you. You're about to head over to get to where you're going. You're probably about halfway there. What y'all gonna do? Make out these figures at all? You make out with the figures. You can't even make- reach them. <laughs> no, I will not make out with you. <clears throat> um no you kind of just saw for like a, a little blur of black and then as you kind of tried to focus on it more it pulled back from the the top of the hill nice tell everyone be on your toes we got something over this hill and i start to go up just a little bit slower but kind of like going at a diagonal from where they're at and you, are you still on your pony i'm gonna go probably go up about 20 feet 
then get off my pony and then start walking towards. Okay. So I kind of go like diagonal to the right, 20 feet off the pony, then start making my way up towards those. Okay. And and what are you telling your pony to do? You be a good pony. You stay here. You'll be a good pony. You'll stay right here. Roll, roll, <laughs> animal, roll animal handling. He Just says it both times. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet and sweet, and then yells it at him. <laughs> Let's roll that animal handling. Seventeen. Cool. It uh, lowers its head and starts <laughs> chewing at some grass. <laughs> what about you, Pierce or Toby? Uh, well, I, I'm, uh, follow- I'm following to- uh, Ozzy. Yeah, I I tap, I I uh, tap Pierce on the head and I point in the direction of the figures. Like there they are, they're right over there. Oh, and I start walking towards them. Onward! Alrighty, as you um get more up toward the top of the hill, you see the heads of two gnarly looking orcs. <laughs> 